0: I can tell you I have anticipated this longer than uh, you would believe. But I have started praying for this meeting, this service, back in October. I took two months off. Um, uh, was in a coma for a while. and uh, But after the coma was over with, I began to pray again for this service. So this is actually our first. Uh, I'll leave you standing for a while because you'll be sitting seated for a while as well uh this is actually our first uh our first deputation service and so uh, we're very excited to be here very excited to be here and i did have coffee so that probably shows as well uh but other than the coffee i am still excited to be here thank you pastor for letting us come and uh is my intention my number one intention Uh, i feel like i owe the body of christ everything i feel like i've owed, you know when you're broken, it is, it's is—it's amazing what you feel from God in broken times. And it's amazing how the body of Christ ministers to you in broken times. And God has broken us. We have been broken time after time. And the body of Christ has healed us every single time. I have one motive today, and that is to give you what Jesus has given me. I believe that uh, before we're done tonight, that... That God is going to bring healing to bodies, to emotions, to spirits. Wounds—they just come, don't they? They just come. And um, but God is healer, and He He's so faithful. He's so faithful. Okay, you can be seated. I think you just uh, I just fear that you will fall asleep. So we we are actually um, halfway. We've just begun, but we are. Uh, God has done so many miracles. We are halfway through um, raising our budget to get back to Vietnam. We've spent the last six years there, and um, so we're obviously eager to get back. And, um, you know, if your pastor was gone, um, I don't know how many weeks you could handle it. But we're believing that the Lord will only allow us to be gone six months and we can get back. And um, so before I get into talking uh, more, I I need to... um, My wife and daughter will come, and I can introduce you to them. Uh, We, uh, ministry for us is really a team effort. Uh, I try not to go anywhere alone, and so I take her with me all the time. And yes, she doesn't play, but she does pray, and she gives me the amen. She tells me what to do, and my daughter tells me if it was good or not. And so, actually, these two are the greatest missionaries you'll ever meet. Uh, This is my wife,
1: thank you Jesus praise the Lord Church Uh, my daughter is not feeling well so she asked if I would if I would uh, talk to you instead Um, and so I will I will try to do as good as of a job as she as she would I would like to thank Pastor Heil. thank you so much for allowing us to be here and uh, the church for coming today and just being being the church i'm thankful for that and i'm thankful thankful for you and uh, so we are raising some money for uh, partners and missions but as well as projects and so some of the projects that we are working on is uh, we're working on airfare language and our daughter's education and so i'd like to share kind of a testimony of what has happened through her education in the past so when we first went to Vietnam she was homeschooled and then after that she had went to a Filipino church just for or not a Filipino church I'm sorry a Filipino school just for a little bit and so while she was there we had also simultaneously been praying for a translator at the same time we had been praying for a young uh, Vietnamese translator that could help us translate and do help do ministry and so we had prayed for this for four years long time it's a long time to pray and uh, i just believe that when we pray and we don't stop that god will answer and god will do something and that's the whole reason why we pray is we pray because we believe and we pray because we have faith and that we know that he will answer and so we prayed for four years for this translator and so one day while my daughter was at school this young guy this young boy he said to her do you have a church? Do you have a church? Does your dad pastor a church? And she, he said, she said, yeah, he does. And he said, can I come? And she said, yes, you can. That's pretty easy, right? She didn't even ask him. He asked her, can I come? And she said, yes, you can. And so he, he came to the church. His name is Tu, the number two. Not spelled like the number two. It's just T-U, but like the number two. And so he came to church and uh he was filled with the holy ghost baptized in jesus name he brought his younger brother to church his name is min all right and then he also brought his mom and he's brought his sister and other family members as well he is a great translator he's an amazing translator and so we are so thankful for this family that we were able to reach through Zion schooling. It has been a great outlet because when we are in Vietnam, we only meet people through activities, through school and different things like that. So her education, number one is important because the word of God wants her to be smart, right? The Bible says that they should grow in wisdom and stature and knowledge and these things, right? So the Bible wants her to be smart, but it's also a great tool because it helps us to meet people. And uh, so we're thankful for that. So uh, if you'll see us in the back, we are selling some other things to help go towards her education as well. And then we also have Project Slips in the back too. Thank you so much. And uh, we love you.
0: Six years we have resided within the nation of Vietnam, to live and we have seen God do incredible miracles. Pentecostal Church. We have been a part of. Through the that- last six years, we have resided within the nation of Vietnam, and we have seen God do incredible miracles. We have been a part of baptizing thousands of Vietnamese in the name of Jesus Christ. During this time, we have started five apostolic Bible schools, many churches throughout the city and officially established the United Pentecostal Church of Vietnam. Upon our arrival in Vietnam, God opened so many tremendous doors of new contacts and churches inviting us to preach. In those three years, we preached every single day and saw baptisms in the name of Jesus every single day for three years straight. Over a thousand people were baptized in a short amount of time devil's being cast out incredible miracles of ears being open god is doing amazing things from these new converts we begin to disciple them in bible studies from these bible studies we begin to start the first apostolic bible school within vietnam endorsed by the united pentecostal church We have been able to start the first apostolic church in the nation of Vietnam. It has become such a powerful church baptizing into 13 different nations. The vision that God has given us for the nation of Vietnam is to train laborers for the harvest to send them out to start new churches. Upon our return to Vietnam, God has given us the vision of creating an organizational leadership to gather all of the contacts of vietnam and bring them under the united pentecostal church to reach this goal and to see this vision come to pass we are asking that you partner with us for a hundred dollars a month or whatever god would lead you to do we have a few projects that you can partner with us these are one-time gifts to help us with our airfare return back to vietnam our daughter's schooling and our language study We thank you for partnering with us to see the whole gospel go to the whole world by the whole church. Can you hear me now? All right. My wife was giving me signals back there, but I just thought that meant don't go a long time. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. I know what day it is, and y'all have worked hard, and uh, you know you've you've been very busy today, and you have to wake up tomorrow morning. I understand that. Don't worry about that. Uh, praise God. So we are the first missionaries through the United Pentecostal Church to be. Appointed as living within the nation of Vietnam. And so this is very exciting. It's a pioneer work It's very new and uh, with new works comes a lot of challenges, but it's so much fun It's so much fun. Praise the Lord. Everybody say praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you so much for letting me come pastor Thank you so much Uh, for me personally. I know how it is to bring someone uh, into our church in Vietnam I know that feeling and so I respect you as the pastor and we will do you we will do you well (laughs) I was getting nervous I don't care how good of a preacher they are when they come to the church in Vietnam I just get a little nervous by somebody else in the in the pulpit there well praise the Lord brother thank you um for doing that video can we go to those slides I want to I want to go to Hebrews chapter 11 verses 36 In verses 38 and 39. Amen. Anybody come to hear the voice of the Lord? Hallelujah! Praise God! You got it there. Uh, Whenever it doesn't matter, you're the smartest one among us. Nobody else can do it better than you. Trust me, I can't. I cannot. Sorry. Maybe I want to take that back. You'll have to take that up with this group over here. Okay. I'll read from Hebrews chapter 11, verses 36, 38, and 39. Um, this is what we call, uh, some call the Hall of Fame of Faith. And, uh, but I, I, I identify with some of the last scriptures of this chapter. And it says, women received their dead from a resurrection. Some were tortured, not receiving deliverance. So it says there was this group that received a resurrection. Um, their, their loved ones was dead and resurrected back to life again. And then it says others were tortured and, and uh, not accepting deliverance in order that they might receive a better resurrection of whom the world was not worthy, wandering in deserts and in mountains and in caves and in dens of the earth. And all these having received the witness of the Spirit through faith through faith. What I like about this is when we when we talk about the Hall of Fame of faith and we talk about Abraham, Isaac and all of these incredible uh, people of faith and the miracles that they had, it also identifies those that never received the miracle as having the same kind of faith. So that's some sort of faith when you're taking Isaac and you're going to kill Isaac. But you know, if he dies. God can resurrect them. That's some type of faith. Um, I don't think we would call that faith today. We'd probably call the police on you if you tried that. But that is some sort of faith if you can believe that God can resurrect them. But even those that never had any miracles or resurrection, it said they had the same kind of faith as Abraham and Moses and Noah and all of these great ones. Isn't that powerful? Isn't that powerful? that your faith is not determined by how big the miracle is, or if the miracle never comes. The only thing was they had faith, whether it happened or it didn't happen. That faith was so great. The world was not worthy of those type of people. Hallelujah. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, I don't always identify with great miracles. I don't always identify with great Uh, thousands and thousands receiving the Holy Ghost I believe it I see it but i more identify with weakness okay I guess it's just me y'all y'all your faith is good but sometimes my faith struggles even when I do see miracles it still does struggle and uh, and I am so thankful that God put in his scripture these others that never received the miracle Hallelujah. And let me read from John 1 John chapter 5 verses 4. It says, "Everyone that is born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. This is the victory that has conquered and overcome the world, our continuing persistent faith." That's the type of faith that overcomes the world that caused you to be victorious, not a one moment of faith, not uh, like a flash in the pan, but a faith that is persistent and doesn't stop. That type of faith has already overcome the world. If you have that type of faith, you have already overcome the devil in the world in the midst of your trial. You have already overcome because you haven't stopped. Hallelujah. And so that's what I want to talk to you about uh, tonight, is I want to talk to you about continuing, continuing. Why don't you just lift your hands to heaven, ask the Lord to talk to you. Jesus, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we receive the peace of God today. We receive the peace of God upon our mind, in our emotions, in our spirit, to receive the voice of God in the touch of God. We pray now, God, for the abundance of your mercy and your grace. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for the flow of the Spirit. We thank you for the gift of healing. We thank you for healing that is here, Jesus, to touch every mind, every body, every emotion, every spirit. In Jesus' name, we believe you for it, God. We believe you for it, and we thank you. We thank you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Everybody say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So let me, uh, maybe it's, I I feel like, I feel like, I feel like it's very difficult to preach an hour. Uh, And I'm not even going an hour. And I feel like it's very difficult to just know you for the first time. So maybe I can give you a background of where I come from. And that may, um, That may help you for the rest of the service. But um, how how I came into faith was I was constantly listening to a preacher by the name of Lee Stoneking. So back in those days, okay, those were cassette days. Back in the cassette days, my parents had hundreds and hundreds of cassette tapes. And I would listen, go to work and just listen to 10 hours, 8 hours, every single day of his preaching. And so, you know, if you're listening to this over and over for years, this, this does something to you. So what it did is it developed a hunger for the supernatural. It, it developed a desire in me for the gifts of the spirit. And so what Brother Stone King said, and this was many years ago, but what he said was, he said, you need to pray for discerning of spirits. I didn't know anything about the gifts of the spirit, but I was very intrigued. And so for uh, probably around 15 years, every single day, I prayed for the gift of discerning of spirits. I didn't know why he just said it, so I did it. I was interested. And so uh, I, I would I would go to meetings where where people would operate in the gifts of the Spirit. I would pray about this every day. I would study. I would do all I can. God used me today in the gifts of the Spirit. I didn't know much, but I had a hunger and I had a desire, and I prayed constantly as as a 20-year-old a, a in my 20s, just hours and hours of praying every day and then going out expecting God to reveal something. Now, the only problem with that, and, uh, you know, I grew up in my house. My stepfather would go on 40-day fast, and so this was what I grew up with. Uh, and so this caused, as a, as a teenager and a young 20-year-old, this desire for the supernatural, for angels, for for just supernatural things to happen. I was on a quest for it. I began to fast weeks and weeks and 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 just just a long time on a journey for the gifts of the spirit. The only problem was I went to a good church. Now, it was a very good church, but this church never taught on the gifts of the spirit. I never heard about the gift of faith. I never heard about the working of miracles, the gifts of healing. So when I would go to church, I prayed all day long. I've fasted for many weeks and I never went to church without fasting before I went to church. And I never went into church without praying at least two hours before church. I want to see angels, you know, and I was thinking the other day, because I was praying in Brother Davis's church, you know, as a young kid, before uh, I'd go to work, I'd I'd go real early in the morning, walk back and forth for three hours, and just pray for three hours, and oh God, I want to see angels, I want to see angels, then I would see that red exit sign that every church has, and you know when you turn, and it hits a reflection, and it's dark, and you're like, oh oh, man, (laughs) I started thinking, Jesus, maybe I can't handle angels, I can't, even handle a red exit sign but anyways this was who I was coming into Christianity Uh, but the church I was a part of it never talked about this stuff it never talked about angels or supernatural things or visions or fire falling from heaven and it never talked about this it it was a good church but it just you know the bishop at that time he just preached about faithfulness when you're trying to see angels and he's preaching about faithfulness and you're fasting and you're expecting something supernatural to happen, let me just tell you, Wednesday night Bible study on faithfulness to a 20-year-old is boring. It's boring. But, the, you know, this is what the church just kept preaching was loyalty, was consistency, was just being doing the same thing over and over, just continuing, just don't stop, just don't stop. As a 20-year-old, I started to think, man, I must be more spiritual than the pastor. That is a bad place to be. I'll just tell you that. That's ignorance right there. I learned that later. But, you know, because I was fasting and believing for miracles, people to get the Holy Ghost in every single service, and the pastor is, is teaching about loyalty and just being faithful to church and being faithful to prayer. and. Ooh. faithfulness faithfulness let's talk about something supernatural let's talk about the realm where angels move and how to interact with angels how do we communicate with angels let's talk about the word of wisdom you know they never taught me how to cast out devils they just taught me how to come to church over and over later what i realized is the most spiritual thing you can do is just continue I didn't know that at first. I thought miracles was the most powerful thing. But what I learned about miracles, miracles is a one-time event where you have faith and God instantly does it. But you know what healing is? Healing is an everyday journey is I believe God today. And I believe God tomorrow. And I believe God the next day. And I don't see the full tangible of what I want to see. I don't see the completeness of what I want. But I still believe today I'm going to see it. And if I don't, I still have the same amount of faith tomorrow, in the next day, in the next month, in the next year. I learned that consistency, just continuing, just showing up, Is the most spiritual thing you can do. Hallelujah. On a Wednesday when you worked all day and you're tired, but you made the decision to come to church, that's powerful. That is extremely powerful. Now, I believe in all of the gifts of the Spirit, and I want to see every single one of them. I expect it every single time. And uh, where we live in Vietnam, we have cockroaches everywhere cockroaches everywhere and it's strange that they'll run out and when they see you they'll fall on their back and they'll just start kicking like this it's weird they'll run right up to you and fall over and just well that's the kind of church we have in vietnam people fall out in the spirit and they just start kicking like this and my, i would come come into the house after a meeting and my daughter would say did they did they go down did they fall out like cockroaches you know that was like this is she went there when she was 9 she doesn't say that anymore but uh, but at the beginning it was like was did they, they fall out like cockroaches because that's the type of church we expect we want and we need where people are falling out shaking crying talking in tongues people are getting healed hallelujah Oh, frankly, frankly, now this is just me. Hallelujah. You got a good pastor, but back in Vietnam, anything less than that, I'm bored. I'm just bored. We have to have something supernatural. I believe for this type of stuff. Do do we have can you maybe we have another picture? Oh great, great. So we were in this meeting right here, and uh I've gotten a I've gotten more kinder, I've gotten better, but at the beginning it was just five cups of coffee, a lot of Holy Ghost, and let's go. Okay. And so somebody's going to get hurt, but somebody's going to get healed in the process of getting hurt. I may hurt you and then heal you. I'm not sure, but blame it on the coffee, not Jesus. And uh, so we're in this meeting and uh, oh, it's so powerful. People just falling out, getting the Holy Ghost. Now this is a Trinitarian church and they're not tongue talkers, but by the end of the service, they are tongue talkers. And and uh, nobody taught me in America how to cast out devils. But arriving in Vietnam, we had to learn very quickly. I mean, there are manifestations in the church of, of people that have many, many, many spirits. In, and this one kid had a heart disease. And when we went to pray for him, he fell out and started speaking in a demonic voice and and we started casting the devils out of this guy. And as he's laying there on the floor and the devils are coming out, he starts speaking in tongues. The devils go and God fills him with the Holy Ghost. He begins to speak in tongues. It's so, it's it's powerful. It's powerful. And uh, while he's speaking in tongues, they said tomorrow he's going for open heart surgery. Just a young guy. And uh, so we're praying for him. We're praying for him. There's a communication barrier, but I can feel in my spirit, God has just healed this guy of his heart disease. And, uh, well, the next day he goes to the doctor. The doctor does another test before they open the heart. They find out what was wrong with his heart is no longer there. Hallelujah. It was, it was an incredible miracle. But I, I told this guy, I said, what God has done in your life, You cannot return back to what you used to be. You have to continue in the apostles doctrine. This was a powerful miracle. But if you don't continue, what's the purpose of the miracle? You must continue. He said, I will. I believe this oneness message. I believe this Holy Ghost message. I believe this Jesus name baptism. I believe this. He confessed that he believed it. But in a few weeks, another preacher came along and persuaded him with a false doctrine. And he no longer continued. He just stopped continuing. Can you, can you give me that next picture? Oh, wow, this was so powerful. They invited us to this church. Now, our churches in Vietnam are underground, and uh, uh, so they're very quiet, and they're hidden, and so you have to be very careful. Uh, when they invited me to come, I, I just... Uh, try to be comfortable and do my best to make people feel comfortable uh, with me you know so I, I just like to preach and maybe just pat somebody on the back you know and uh, um, if I'm my wife says I'm not funny but I try to make a joke every now and then to make you feel comfortable so I'm just being me and I'm just preaching and and this lady right here I can tell that there's something wrong with her baby um, I didn't know everything but the head was not Uh, properly on the baby and uh, uh, there was many problems so uh, I just asked her if I could hold the baby and you know when you preach with babies it just goes over very well (laughs) if people start to like you more so I was just holding this baby you know and preaching along and my pastor taught me how to move in the spirit you can't think you have to be spontaneous when you feel it you just automatically have to act upon it so as I'm holding this baby I just stopped and prayed a simple prayer didn't feel goosebumps or anything like that I'm just holding the baby and I said this baby is healed right now and when I said that you could heal uh, here and you can feel the snap of this baby's head now I have faith but this kind of scared me so I gave the baby back to uh, the mother. <laughs> I knew God did something. I just wasn't sure. I didn't want to figure it out. It was just, it was even a little too much for me. And uh, and so I gave the baby back to the mother. And the mother said at the end of the service, she said, will you pray one more time for my baby? I believe God can heal my baby. Now, what I've learned about the book of James, where the elders uh, anoint you with oil, oil what I've learned about that is the elders don't come to you you come to the elders and what that scripture means is you make a vow to God that you will do this and he will heal you and your healing is connected to the vow that you make towards him And so I said to the lady, the mother, I said, do you will you make a vow to God that you will continue in this teaching that I have been giving you? You will continue in 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 this apostles doctrine. If God heals your baby, you will continue in it and you will not turn your back on it. She said, I do. We laid hands on the baby again and prayed again. That week, the baby went to the doctor. The baby was eating uh, out of a straw, but that week, the baby was feeding itself, and the doctor said there was no brain damage in that baby. You know, they still send me a message every year, almost every single year, and they say the baby is completely healed. There is nothing wrong with the brain. Hallelujah, it was it was a powerful miracle The church there. They still talk about it all the time. Everybody in that little community has heard how God has done a miracle in that baby's life. It was supernatural. But the problem is the mother never continued in what she made a vow towards God in. What I've learned is is revival does not bring consistency. Miracles does not bring consistency. The supernatural doesn't bring consistency. But consistency will bring miracles. Consistency will bring revival. If you will not stop, God will answer. If you will not stop, revival will come. If you won't stop, if you just won't stop, if you just won't give up, it will happen. Hallelujah. Everybody say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Miracles. Miracles are great, but it is the continuing step after step living for God in good times and bad times when he answers the way you want and when he doesn't answer the way you want. You still believe him. He's able to do anything. It is that type of faith, that type of faith that will bring revival to your family. Hallelujah. Come on, I'm preaching to you. Hallelujah. I, I My mother was an intercessor. The way I came into faith at 18 is my mother interceded and a five year prison sentence I know I didn't have to do one day my mom interceded so powerful she could not get out of bed for one week and she gave that to me so when. When, when I come into the church My father has is, is been on cocaine His whole entire life Ever since I've ever Well not his whole life That would be weird wouldn't it uh, But my whole entire life That's all I've ever known of him But that intercession I started interceding 20 years ago for my dad And I'm talking hours and hours Of just groaning and pleading with God You know what I saw? Nothing I saw nothing I believed in some of those times of prayer and intercession. I believed that my dad was going to call me up and say, I'm ready to get right with God. I had that type of faith and that type of prayer, but I never got that phone call. But I never stopped believing. I never stopped believing. And two years ago, my father, long hair, crazy guy came into the church, received the Holy Ghost, got delivered from drugs, and his last two years, he just died a couple months ago, but his last two years, he was filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. It did not happen in one prayer. It didn't happen the way I think, but I just didn't stop believing. I just didn't stop, and eventually, a miracle did happen. Hallelujah. Now, let me, let me show you what I have learned. Let's see that next slide. Now, uh... Now, this girl right here, she somehow she got our contact in and she called us up and she said, "Uh, I want to talk to you. And so when she came as she was coming to the house. um, Oh, you can't see that picture, but that's a Lion King baptismal um, just in case. I told somebody the other day we we baptize people in a pool and then I had to clarify. So you don't think I'm (laughs) I got a pool at my house. I don't. I'm not doing that well. We have a Lion King pull. It's a blow up. So that's where we're at. Clarify that. And uh, so she comes, but but we're pretty confident in Jesus. And we're very confident in his word that if you will let us teach you a Bible study, you will be baptized. If you get baptized, we know God is going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. We expect something supernatural to happen at baptisms. It does all of the time. And uh, so she came, we taught her a Bible study, and we said, well, are you ready to be baptized? She said, I wasn't planning on it. I don't have clothes for this, but yeah, I'm ready. So we took her down in the name of Jesus. Now, this is where we cast out devils in baptism. This is where we always cast out devils, and uh, there's always something happening here. But she went down in the name of Jesus. She came up. We prayed for her, and you know it was good, but it wasn't that you know that cockroach experience. There wasn't thunder. There wasn't lightning. It was just a good baptism. I apologize, pastor. If the, I'll, I'll take that back, my 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 first pastor would have would have gave me a look for saying that. Uh, but anyways. Um, and so, so, you know, we, we, we sent her on her way, and she came back the next week for church, and, uh, and uh, we laid hands on her, and she received the Holy Ghost. And it wasn't like a, an American Holy Ghost, you know, where you talk in tongues for like an hour long. It was like an Asian Holy Ghost. They're very quiet and timid. They get the Holy Ghost, they talk in tongues, but it's, it's very, very quiet and uh, but you could tell she got it she spoke in tongues and she was happy full of joy it was good there was no fire that came from heaven there was no angels god didn't give me a word of prophecy for her this is what we expect It's what happens but it was just it was good she came back the next week and then she came back the next week and she came back the next month and the next year and the next year and what i'm telling you is she's powerful she is powerful. She has now translated all of our Bible school in Vietnamese. She's brought her family to the Lord. She, As we leave Vietnam, she is the one in charge taking care of the church. No thunder, no lightning, no incredible miracles. Just a continuing walking with God. Step after step, nothing, nothing bright, flashy, no, no lightning, no angels, no prophecy. She's just walking with God every single day. And she's so powerful. What I come to tell you is the fact that you are here shows you are powerful. You are powerful. It's not about how much you pray, how good you can preach, how many souls you won for God. That's all great and we're for that. But the fact that you are here, the fact that you made your mind up, I'm coming to church. I don't feel like it. I worked all day. There's many excuses, but you're here you're powerful. You are powerful. The type of faith that you have, the world is not worthy of that kind of faith. The type of faith that you have that brought you to church today, Pontiac, is not worthy of that type of faith. Hallelujah. So I just want to tell you, you live with yourself all the time. You go to the same church all the time. You see the same people all the time, and you get used to things. But I'm going to tell you, you're powerful. You are powerful in God. You are powerful in God. The fact that you haven't stopped and you're still here when you could have stopped, but you're here. You are powerful. Hallelujah. 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 I know it doesn't sound spiritual like angels and prophecy and all of these things that we want to see, but the fact that you're here every single week after week after week, you are powerful you are powerful hallelujah my wife talked about the the young man my daughter brought to to church you know he's uh he's an interesting kid uh came to church the first time and he he actually came from a church that doesn't clap their hands and um they didn't believe in that i've never heard of that but that's that's where he came from uh he came from one of these government churches and so it's very quiet. There's no movement. So when he came amongst us, there was a lot to look at. There was a lot to look at. I mean, we have, I hope you have one of these ladies, but we have one of the ladies in the church that every Sunday, woo! I mean, it doesn't matter if it's offering or what, you know. She's going to let out one of those and everybody's going to know. I hope you got one of those ladies out. <laughs> If not, get you one. (laughs) Hallelujah. I mean, if people are going to go home, at least let them go home scared, let something happen, you know. Uh, so we, uh, uh, he was a part of this first service, and it was okay. You know, nobody in that service, nobody fell out in that service, but there was some stuff to see, and he saw it, and he came back the next week, and he saw a little more, and then he saw a little more, but he just kept coming back. I started teaching him a Bible study, and I'm telling you, this kid couldn't get it. I mean, if Jesus was sitting right in front of him talking to him, this guy wasn't getting it. And uh, after all these Bible studies, I finally just said, "Hey, buddy, you just need to get baptized in Jesus' name. Just do it." And so he did. And uh, he came out of the water, laid hands on him, expected him to receive the Holy Ghost. Man, I'm just expecting something powerful to happen. And we prayed for him, and it was good. I felt a little goosebumps. He got a little something out of it. Didn't get the Holy Ghost, but you know, he came back the next week and came back the next week and. Then he got the Holy Ghost. Finally, he, the guy wore me out. I was so tired that I looked over at my wife and I said, "I can't. I can't do it. I'm exhausted. This kid is killing me." And she would mouth to me, "You can't stop. You know, it's not like you can grab somebody else and hey, do the work. You know, it's either you or it's nobody." Hallelujah. And so uh, we tag team. I gave her a high five, and she took over and she began to lay hands on this boy. And finally, he received the Holy Ghost. Do you have that next picture of him, maybe? Oh, there you go. He finally, he finally got the Holy Ghost, and uh, and it was powerful. It was pretty powerful. He got the Holy Ghost, and but I didn't have a word of prophecy. Typically, God will let me see something or give me a word of prophecy, but I didn't have anything for him. It was just a good Holy Ghost, and then he came back the next week. And, and he came back the next week, and then he started bringing his, his family to God. And, and then he started attending our Bible school, and he graduated our, our Bible school. And then he began to say, you, you know, I, I can translate for you. I can translate for you. And so now this kid just kept coming and coming and coming and coming. Nothing out of the ordinary with him. You know, there wasn't a prophecy that the church remembers, you know, tongues and interpretation of tongues. We remember when that happened. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, we still talk about that one. It, with him, it wasn't like that. He just kept coming. And then he said, I want to translate. And now this boy, I'm telling you, 16 years old, he is a preacher. This guy can preach. I mean, he motivates me to preach. And, and, and he, he preaches every single Sunday. But I'm going to tell you, he just didn't stop. He just kept coming. When family members said, we don't believe that, that's a devilish doctrine, and we're praying that you and the rest of the family leave that church, he just kept coming. He just kept coming. And before we left, he said, Pastor, when you come back, God's going to help me to make this church better than when you left. You know, he just kept coming. That's where it's at the flash, the lightning, the angels. Praise God if it happens. But just coming, just being faithful is so powerful because if you don't stop, you're going to get a knock on the door, you're going to get a phone call, and it's an answer to a long prayer that you've been believing and praying for and you forgot about, but God said because you didn't stop, you're consistent, it will produce miracles. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. Somebody say I'm going to be consistent I'm just not going to stop Now what I would say to you Is the whole kingdom of God Is built off of consistency The whole kingdom of God Is built off of consistency What do I mean? The apostles in the book of Revelations It says that they have their name Carved in the foundation of New Jerusalem Right? Right? Now, when Judas loses his position of apostleship, they say we need to vote somebody in to take his place. That means this next name is going to be carved forever in eternity, forever the name of a new apostle. The requirements is not how long they pray, how long they fast, how good of a preacher they are, How many many devils have you cast out? Have you seen any miracles? That is not the requirement. There's one requirement. Who amongst us has been here from the beginning? Who has been here from the time Jesus started his ministry till now? Who has made a three and a half year commitment to God and just had not stopped? You've just been consistent. This is the requirement for the new apostleship whose name is forever written in the foundation of heaven. That's powerful, my friend. That lets us know consistency is what everything is built upon. It is built upon consistency. Now, I believe God with you today. I believe God with you today that he will answer your prayer today. I believe it today. Today. But if he does not answer today, and I will be shocked if he doesn't, because I told the Lord as I was in that coma, there are many I was communicating with the Lord during while I was in that coma. I was giving up things, and God was giving me things in that coma. And I said to God, hallelujah, I said, Jesus, I'm not going through this just to get healed. If I go through this, you're giving me the gift of healing to give back to the church. Hallelujah. So I am confident that God is going to touch you today. But if it doesn't all happen in one day, you've got to believe tomorrow. Faith says it will happen. But I'm just believing it's going to happen today. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. 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 That's the truth. Why don't you, why don't you stand? I want to end with our, our favorite chapter in the scriptures. And this is Acts chapter 2. I think... This is my opinion. I think what made Acts chapter 2 church so powerful was not a rushing mighty wind. They all spoke in tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. That that was good. That was supernatural. But what made the Acts chapter 2 church so powerful is the Bible says they continued. They just continued. They just didn't stop. Now, let me say this. It is is within every one of us to pray in the Spirit, to flow in the Spirit. It's in you. It's already in you. If you've ever surrendered or yielded to God before, you still know how to do it. You still know how to do it. Sometimes you have to work through your flesh, and it takes some time. Other times you can just switch it. And just switch it I know how to do this it's in me it's in me to yield to God when you receive the Holy Spirit you yielded to God you still know how to do that it's in your spirit it's not in your mind it's not in your mind it's in your spirit your spirit still knows how to do it this is where miracles takes place this is where healing takes place it's in the spirit and you can just release yourself as easy as as you've received the Holy Ghost, that's how easy it is to be healed. That's how easy it is to be healed in the Acts chapter two church. What made them powerful is after the Holy Ghost, they continued in it. It was not a one time experience. If you have not spoken in tongues for a long time. Today's a good time. This is a good time hallelujah this is a perfect service to pray back through again to talk in tongues again and it's in you it's in you your spirit already knows how to do it and then in acts chapter 46 it goes on and it says and they continued they just didn't stop it wasn't a one-time experience with god it wasn't a one-time supernatural experience it was something that they continued in every service they long for it they reach for it they believe for it hallelujah this is what god is looking for on behalf of jesus christ i want to ask you this question and i want you to answer this question with a commitment i want to ask you a question on behalf of the lord jesus christ And I want you to answer this question with a vow. Jesus says, when he comes back, will he find consistent, persistent, a continuing faith? What have you once believed that you gave up on because it didn't happen the way you thought? Will he find that type of faith? Will he find the faith that says God I'm still hungry I know I was hungry for you back then but I still have that same hunger today I know I believed you back then and not everything worked the way I thought it was but God I still believe I still have the same faith whether it happened or it didn't happen I haven't lost that faith I still believe and I haven't stopped believing I'm asking you Make a vow to God. It's the most spiritual thing that will happen to you. Make a vow to God now and say, God, I'm just not going to stop. I'm just not going to quit. I'm just not giving up. You don't need an angel, you don't need to feel goosebumps. You just need to make the vow. It's the most spiritual thing you can do. I'm going to continue. I'm not going to stop, God. I'm not going to stop. I know at times your faith can seem wounded and it can get hurt. But God, I'm not going to stop believing. Come on, I want you to make that vow to God. Just between you and God. Jesus, I say today, on a Wednesday night. Oh God, I renew this vow. I'm just not giving up. (laughs) I'm just not giving up. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Talk to God. Make that vow to God. I'm just not going to give up. (laughs) Jesus, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop believing. I'm not going to stop coming. I'm going to be consistent coming to church. I'm going to be consistent praying. I'm going to be consistent in faith. Oh God, I'm going to make mistakes, but I'm not going to give up. Come on, offer up worship to God as a sign of your vow. I'm not going to stop, Jesus. I'm not going to stop Jesus, I'm not going to stop, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh God, I don't understand, but I'm not going to stop. Come on, I want you to pray that prayer for a couple minutes. I already feel the healing of God. It's here. But I want you to seal that commitment. I want you to seal it in your heart. In Jesus' name. Come on. Just you and God. Just you and God. Jesus, I'm just not going to stop. Jesus, I'm just not going to stop. I hallelujah hallelujah oh God this church makes a vow with you. We're not going to stop we're not going to stop in good times and in bad times. we're not going to stop when you heal and when you don't heal when it happens, when it doesn't happen, we're not going to stop believing Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah Hallelujah, Jesus Come on, pray that prayer Let it go deeper in your spirit Let it go deeper in your spirit Pray that prayer I'm not going to stop, Jesus I commit my whole life to you One hundred percent One hundred percent in Jesus' name Hallelujah Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah hallelujah jesus hallelujah as you make that commitment to the lord i want you to keep praying but as you make that commitment to the lord i want you to gather around the front
1: hallelujah
0: i feel like god is going to heal some wounded faith You have believed for things, and it didn't happen. And your faith has become wounded. But Jesus is here tonight to heal the brokenhearted, to bring recovery of sight to the blind. Hallelujah! He has come to heal your wound. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, just seal that vow that you made to God with some worship just seal it with some worship i want to tell you if you have anything left over from COVID before you leave here tonight god is going to completely heal you if you have anything left over from COVID today god is going to completely heal you in the name of the lord jesus christ father now i release the virtue of the blood of jesus christ i release